I'm now recording. IMDb wants me to know that Morbius is coming up. Okay. I'm actually really excited for Morbius. I mean, I bought my tickets to Spider-Man next week, so I'm pretty excited. I need to talk to I need to talk to Anna about yeah. tickets for Spider-Man because I oh man, they're selling out fast over here. I'm hoping that ours won't sell out super fast because um we the college students will be gone from town. A lot of them. Yeah. Well, that was Star Wars was so nice. Yeah. I have a 3:30 showing on Thursday. So Oh. That that's like 12:30 for you guys. I will be watching Spider-Man. Dude, so by the time we record next week, he'll have seen Spider-Man already. You're going to I'll say you'll have seen it. Oh man. Oh, of course. I'm going to try to convince Anna to go to a Thursday late night showing. I don't think I'll get very far because she's got to wake up at five in the morning. <laughs> but but I really want to see it. You don't have to go to a late night showing. You can go to like a mid-afternoon showing. That's true. Let, let, let me just look to see if, what late afternoon showings they have. You just you need a showing at like five o'clock. Five o'clock would probably actually work. Right. Because she gets off work at around 4.30 by the time she's actually ready to leave school. <laughs> so if you can find a 5 to 5.30 showing somewhere in there, so you drive over and, and, and meet her there at the theater. She's already in the area, yeah. True. Yeah, I'll be getting my booster on Wednesday. Uh-huh. So Thursday you'll go to the movie. And I will get her first one that Thursday. So I don't think I can, unless we take her, but I don't think that'll, we haven't watched it. And therefore we don't generally show her Marvel movies that we haven't watched already. It's always a risk. Um, Yeah, I will watch it, which I'm excited for. I get my booster on Monday. I really need to get my booster. I'll probably get mine next weekend. Has it been six months since you got your first dose now? Or your second dose? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember when you got it. I got my second dose in May. Okay. Yeah, me too. I was I was fully vaccinated by Memorial Weekend. That's the only reason why I have a context for it. Yeah. Oh, look at that. 6 p.m. showing. Anna, if you're hearing this. <laughs> Hopefully you've already told her before then, because this doesn't come out until that Thursday. Nah. She is a surprise. She's got to listen to this to figure it out. Wow, there's actually oh, quite a few seats open. All right, let me hit the intro music here. Welcome to the Beerly Saved Podcast, where we have the discussions real Christians don't have. Here's your hosts. I'm Caleb. I'm Rebecca. As ever, you're special host strawberry ice cream here is my audio okay my mic is up here and i'm over here but i just want to make sure you can hear me okay i think it's okay are you recording on your end i think it's fine yeah i'm recording on my end are you recording on a potato mic mike you say as ever strawberry ice cream but you don't you don't always introduce yourself as strawberry ice cream and it's not your name so i'm confused by your whole as ever statement (laughs) as ever as always is that no, because it's not always. You're not always here, and you're not always calling yourself strawberry ice cream. So it's just well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person of enigma. We understand that you like strawberry ice cream. It's a fine ice cream, but I'll say, did you get, did you get my note in your uh, socks and snacks secret present? Yes, that that strawberry ice cream doesn't ship well. No, it doesn't. 
fun fact, it was going to be $47 for me to ship you a small thing of like Ben and Jerry strawberry ice cream. Yeah, that's that's not needed. Okay. I live like right next to Target. I can just go to Target. <laughs> I say I should have just sent you a little Target gift card and been like, this is to be used on strawberry ice cream only. I do have to say that is one thing about being in the city. And if you don't, I'll put a curse on you. That is great. Is I'm actually close to things. Oh, I know. It's really nice. I wish I was in the city, but like slightly outside of the city. So any any updates that you guys want to share? I mean, not much has changed with me. I'm still in Raleigh. Woohoo, Raleigh. You're still in what? Raleigh. Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh? Yes. Raleigh? Yes. There's some YouTubers that I follow who live in Raleigh or outside of Raleigh or whatever. Not, not much has changed. Still work at Amazon, etc. I've been experimenting with some caramels. <gasps> Ooh. So I've I've made some apple brandy caramels that taste like a caramel apple. Those are delicious. I've got some uh, pecan and bourbon caramels in there that I forgot to salt. So I'm going to have to put them under a broiler so that I can sprinkle salt on top of them so that they're pecan bourbon salted caramels. Oh, right, what kind of salt do you use? Are you pink Himalayan, black Himalayan, sea salt, white salt? Pretzel salt. What? I will use pretzel salt. Rock salt? Pretzel. What is pretzel salt and why is it different? The kind of salt that you put on top of pretzels. This is going to be a shock to you, but I think it's been about 10 years since I've had a pretzel. Well, okay, but it's a larger salt that's very uniformly sized uh, that dissolves relatively quickly. Uh, and so you, you get a salty taste followed by the caramel. Doesn't normal salt like dissolve quickly? Yes, normal salt dissolves quickly, but pretzel salt dissolves quicker. Uh, so normal salt is a crystal, right? Sure. Like you have salt crystals, and that's what the big pieces of salt are. Well, pretzel salt is a bunch of tiny little crystals compressed into pieces, so it dissolves quicker. And why is this advantageous? It dissolves quicker. But it's the same amount of salt, theoretically, just compressed together. You can get a saltier taste with less salt. Oh, so instead of just like, you know, cooking the salt all over it, it's just like little pockets of salt. I can use like half as much salt and still have the same salty experience. Okay, right, because it's like one little piece in your mouth because the amount of salt is like half. The... Okay, I I understand it. Yeah, so I will use pretzel salt. I'm not using pink salt. I'm not using Himalayan salt. I'm not using sea salt. Pretzel salt. Nice. I recently made the courageous decision to put flat wound strings on my bass. That's what's new with me. Okay. Yeah. I know what those are, <laughs> but I have no idea what the tonal difference would be. You know, I'm not going to lie. I can only hear it if I really listen to it. Okay. I'm going to be like, playing it, there's definitely a difference. Uh, and it's weird. I'm sure they feel different. Oh, they feel very different. It's very uncomfortable, actually, uh, to start out with. But tonally, it's just like a thuddier sound. But even then, if I crank up the gain or I change some of the frequencies, I can make it sound almost exactly the same. So, I... <laughs> Rachel, anything interesting happened in your life over the last month that you want to share? I don't think she can hear us. I think she's on the phone. She might be on the phone. Okay, well... Crap, I guess it's our listeners' worst nightmare, me and you. Having to stall for both Rebecca, who's on the phone 
and Matt is uh, going. And Matt's not here. Should we talk about microphones again? I don't know. Let's hit the let's hit the transition music here. All right, so I'm going to need you to click on that link and then ignore the video at the top. It has nothing to do with the article. Oh, man. Thank you for... Wait, are you sending me to TikTok? I'm sending you to a video that was on TikTok. But that should not take you directly to TikTok. It should take you to an article about TikTok. Oh, it takes me to Newsweek. There we go. Okay, and then scroll down a little bit and then a little bit ways down the page. There's a second video, which is a TikTok. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for things to load. There are too many videos on this page. It's very scary for my computer. I mean, it's Newsweek, so there's lots of ads on the sides, etc. There are so many ads. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Okay, well, there's a little bar in the middle, which is the content. Oh, wait, is this it? I was on the toilet. Yes. Okay, I found the video. I'm going to play it now. I'm playing it. And podcast listeners, we'll put, we'll put the sound in here. I was on the toilet. And my boyfriend's cat decided to bring a live mezzid. No. No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? I'd pee on myself, literally, because I'd be like, "Ah!" Yeah. Oh my gosh. How do I watch it again? I need to watch it again. You just hit the little replay button. Oh, there it is. In the bottom left corner. This whole video is a small cinematic masterpiece as the cat just kind of hops in the top little half window and just like Mm -hmm. hops down to the little pad and presents a gift. (laughs) To set the scene, there's this lady who is sitting on the toilet in her boyfriend's basement. Because, you know, bathroom basements. And there's the little windows, the small windows at the top of the room. And she sees her cat trying to get in the window. And so seeing a cat trying to get in the window, she thinks, oh, I'm going to take a funny video of my cat jumping into the room through the window. So she pulls out her phone. Or is, honestly, let's be real. She's probably already scrolling on her phone. Because that's what you do when you're sitting on the toilet. Uh, but she pulls out her phone. Well, if you don't, it's just a waste of time. Exactly. So she pulls out her phone and uh, decides that she's going to take a video of the cat Sorry, jumping guys. through her window. Oh, Rebecca's just caught up. <sighs> Hi. I, I'm in the middle of telling a story to our podcast listeners. Okay. But I'm going to need you. We're going to stop telling the story <laughs> right here. You need to go halfway down. Go to the link I shared. Ignore the top video. The top video has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Then scroll down to the TikTok video and watch it. The clip can be watched here, that one. No, no, no. Just scroll down a little bit and then it's on the page. No, it's, 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 it's embedded right below that. There's a TikTok. That's an ad. It's Newsweek. It's basically this is an ad. Basically, the whole page is ads. Gosh, the whole thing is so bad. <laughs> But they, they are delivering the news stories that matter. Wait, is this why we should pay for subscriptions to news sites? Yeah, then you get less ads. You don't get no ads because like newspapers still ad, have ads, but you, you get a lot less ads. Nah, not worth it. No, this is why you should use Adblock. I, I have Adblocker and the ads are still getting through. I was on the toilet 
and my boyfriend's cat decided to bring a live message. <laughs> oh my gosh. Through the window. Through the high bathroom window. Ah! <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's totally something one of my cats that I grew up with would have done. I just, okay, first, I just have to say the reaction between the two of you, the difference is hilarious to me. Mike was like shocked and slightly terrified. And Rebecca was like, that's amazing. <laughs> I don't mind mice. So that's. I don't mind mice. It's the cat. Yeah. The cat brings in the live mouse uh, as a gift. It's a little field mouse. It's cute. Yeah. So she brings in the mouse, drops it on the bathroom mat. And then begins pawing it several times, playing with it like cats do, so that it will start to move so she can start to chase it again. I just really like the mouse, how it's just like, it like lays down on its side and then it's like, okay, it's go time. And then just like rolls over and then instantly just get pawed again. Yeah, the, the mouse is like, can I get up? Nope. Nope. <laughs> like, that's a big old nope. Have you never watched a cat play with its food? Oh, I totally have. Oh, oh yeah. I once was waking up, woken up by my sister. Or I, I wasn't woken up, but I was already awake at like two in the morning. Her cat had brought a, a present for her, probably to teach her how to hunt. And this poor mouse was running around her room with its poor little intestines just kind of dragging a little bit. And I had to pick it up and take it outside. Yeah. I mean, you know, cats cats do that. They, It's more fun if you play with your food. You can ask any toddler. Or a cat, and they will tell you. Oh, man. Having chicken nuggies in the shapes of dinosaurs and the ketchup's the lava and... Oh, no. Ah. Exactly. It's exactly the same as a cat catching a mouse, uh, carrying it somewhere, and then letting it run just far enough that it can jump on it again. <laughs> yep. Just far enough to just smack. It's kind of what we do when Geneva is uh, crawling towards the dog water. We just let her go just close <laughs> enough, and then we grab her by her foot and slowly pull her back. And she thinks it's the funniest thing because we just have floor. So she thinks, and then she crawls really fast back to the thing, and we just pull her back. Wow, what a cruel mom for not letting her drink the dog water. Here's the thing. She's not going to drink the dog water. She wants to splash the dog water and ruin the floor. Oh. Or ruin whatever she's wearing. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't ruin her clothes. Clothes wash, but. Right. But it's annoying to change her multiple times. Oh, yeah. Like, you're ready for bed. I don't want to change those. Isn't that what, like, half of parenting is? Yes. Half of parenting is changing clothes. Yeah, it is. Yours or someone else's. But if you can avoid changing clothes, it, it's beneficial. Well, I love this story. All right, what's our Malcolm section? I mean, we were going to talk about the economy, but I wanted to talk about the economy with Matt. and He's not here. So we can talk about whatever you want. And Matt wanted to talk about the economy with someone who actually knows what they're talking about. I mean, that's true, but he has yet to get somebody. So should we? What are our topics that we haven't talked about yet? Oh, I don't know. This is this part is staying in the thing, by the way. We're just going to let the podcasters here that we're delaying the economy one more week it's because the economy is stupid and makes no sense and it's just a bunch of people pretending to have control over something that cannot have control over well that's partly it but it's also it's basically humanity i'm gonna pretend like i have control over something i have absolutely no control over 
And I, I say that as a control freak. Mm-hmm. We pull up my list of topics that you said we might eventually want to talk about. You're kidding yourselves. We know. I know. You know. 20 minutes later. Hey, my, Matt's here. So what are we talking about? I don't even know, you guys. We should talk about how the Big Bang Theory is full of crap. We should talk about birthdays. Okay. What is it? What is it about birthdays? Should I don't know. How should we celebrate them? Should we celebrate them? Because, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate birthdays. That's true. Do they celebrate Jesus's birthday? Nope. They go to a funeral for Easter. What? They actually do a funeral for Jesus. What? Which I think is fun. That's interesting. We do. We more or less do a funeral for Jesus on Good Fridays. So. Right. But hold on. But we, we raise Jesus from the dead. On Sunday. No, we don't. We don't raise Jesus from the dead. We celebrate his resurrection. He look. He raised himself in church. We together raise him from the dead. <laughs> we we don't. We that's that is not how this works. No, God's spirit raised him from the dead. That's what Paul says. Emotionally together, we raise him from the dead in our hearts. I'm gonna need you to remember your confirmation classes from when you were Lutheran, Mike. Paul says God's spirit raised him from the dead. Oh. Not Paul's spirit, God's spirit. I don't know if I said Paul's spirit. That would have been real weird. And and Matt, God's spirit is in us. So isn't it us that raised him from the dead? Because God's spirit is in us. Exactly. Now, now you're winning me over to Mike's stupid case. So if we haven't started the Malcolm section, we've had a conversation about whether or not we should talk about the economy today and what we would alternatively talk about. My vote is for evolution slash witches. I don't I don't understand the slash. Yeah, no, nobody does. It's one fine. Evolution or witches. Is that better? Is that more correct? Yeah, because a slash a slash means both of. I read a really long list of things of, of topics that were like sent in by Facebook people way back long ago. And Evolution is like almost in the halfway point of the list, and witches is the second from the last. So there's like 30 things in there between them. Well, I only li- remember the things that I was interested in, like neo-paganism and evolution. <laughs> but I think sex was in there. What? There's, there's male-female friendships in there. At least you have one female here. Well, those are unbiblical. Rachel's done a whole TikTok on those TikTok series because she's real salty. I haven't finished it. I need to. Oh my gosh. I know. It keeps getting suggested to me to watch. And I'm like, no, I don't want to watch this. Show me the dog videos. I know she is my friend. (laughs) I'm like, I don't care what she says. I listen to her too much every day anyway. I don't listen to you too much, Rebecca. Matt hardly listens to you when we're talking. Although I do like your I do like your polos sometimes and move on because I know your opinions, <laughs> not your polos, your TikToks, your TikToks. Oh, yeah. I watch everyone's polos all the way through. I don't like anyone's TikToks. Some there's there's some people's polos who I skip. Mm, sometimes I only like them just so I can go back and find them in my liked videos category. I learned uh, like two or three days ago, there's a liked videos category. In what? In TikTok. Wow. What an old person thing to say. Mike, let me just say, I just discovered that you can like videos in TikTok. So what an old person thing to say. 
And Caleb's not even 30 yet. I don't do the TikTok. I have the TikTok so that I can... Age is just a number. He can be ancient still. I mean, I basically am on the inside. He's got old man energy. I, I just have the TikTok so that when you guys send me links on TikTok, I can watch them. You don't have to have TikTok <laughs> to watch the links. I do when they're a text message. No, you don't. No, it's a pain in the butt to use Safari to watch TikToks. Oh, okay. That's fair. Because then I have to click through like multiple things and then like it's easier just to have. So you have TikTok so it, so it could be easier to watch the TikToks we send you. Yes, that's it. I always like when Matt sends me personally a TikTok because I know I'm just going to die laughing. Um, Caleb, edit this out, please. I will be right back. Have fun. Okay. We'll finish the Malcolm section while you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you'll decide the Malcolm section. By the time I get back, the Malcolm section will be decided. Don't do the tweet without me. Oh, we'll see how long you take. <sighs> okay, we can talk about we can talk about creationism, etc. So we just kind of have to talk about. I think I think the conversation. And I don't know if we've had this conversation on the podcast because I don't know. it's still on the list. Well, but we talk about Genesis one. I read out the entirety of the list because I haven't been very good about actually marking things off the list. So we talked about Genesis one and two. You know what I like here? We just see Nate creeping into the corner of the video, which I think is one of my favorite things that I've seen all day. What is it? So Rebecca left with her AirPods, and so Nate has been listening to us and is now sticking his head into the corner of the video. I thought someone was poking their head into my video, and I was like, wait, I'm supposed to be home alone. (laughs) (laughs) You guys wouldn't mind. Could you call the police, please? I thought Nate was working. Uh, Nate is working, but can you imagine if he was supposed to be working in the room next door and then you started to hear us talking about all of this? Oh, because she left and her earpods disconnected. Her earpods disconnected, so now the sound's got to be just coming through the speakers of her computer. I definitely, you should not include why Rebecca had to leave, but you also need to include that Nate showed up in the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Unicorn ghosts. All right, I'm going to just hit transition music again, and we can talk about creationism. And most of what we've talked about here, I'm actually going to end up cutting out. My wife is calling me. Oh, great. Now you have to leave? We just figured it out. This is going to be a fun podcast, Caleb. What's up, babe? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were still podcasting. I just wanted to let you know I'm on my way home. If you want to hear from me in like 15 minutes... I died. <laughs> can we leave? Can we leave that in the podcast? I mean, if everyone else wants to. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll check on you in a couple minutes. Make sure you're up the hill. Uh, just be careful. There's a lot of snow out there. Yeah, my struggle is I can't go down the parking ramp and four wheel drive, so I have to wait until I get to the street and then throw it neutral to get four wheel drive. Oh, you'll make it. I know. Love you. Love you, bye. Bye. I am not ready for when it really starts to snow here because I'm in my tiny little Nissan 200SX that barely has enough horsepower to get up hills. You might not get snow this year. He should get he should get snow. You de- it depends though on the weather patterns because yeah. like last year we didn't get that much snow. We didn't have a snow like this all year last year. I was saying last year we got a lot of snow. So it might have just the weather pattern might have just shifted uh east and now we're getting the snow they got last year. Oh yeah. I mean, the jet stream is stuck right now, which is a thing. 
The jet stream is a load of baloney and you know it. It's just something that people made up to scare people. That's right. It's made up by the cabal of airplane mechanics to show how sometimes... With their space lasers. Sometimes the plane moves faster because the earth is flat. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good journey we just took. Like you were... When you said airplane mechanics, I was like, good. We're going to talk about some World War II bombers going to Japan. No, that's not the direction we went with it. <laughs> Planes are going faster because the earth is flat. Hold on. All right. Hold on. Are you ready? You ready? Here we go. This is this is Broadcasting 101. And Caleb, do you know how we know the earth is flat? I do know. But what's your? what are you going to tell me? Because the Bible never talks about the earth being round. Ooh. Yes. And we know the ancient cosmology is a flat earth. It's true. Yeah. So the Bible never says it's round. So the Bible, so clearly the earth can't be a sphere. Okay. First off. Exactly. And uh, we have a dome in the sky that protects us from the sky water. You know what, Matt? I'm, I'm just not even going to respond to that. Also, there are angels that hang out in the uh, sky wall. So... Are you guys ready to talk about uh, the Big Bang and why it's false? Well, that's what I'm saying, though. That, but it's but it's the same thing. The reason the Big Bang is false is because the Earth is flat. No, 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 Matt. The Earth is definitely not flat. But the Big Bang is false. Matt, the Big Bang could happen and the Earth could be flat. <laughs> exactly. It banged into a flat Earth. I'm having trouble with this one. The whole universe is basically just as flat as a pancake. <laughs> okay, but so so on the subject of, of the Big Bang evolution, ancient cosmology. So did you guys grow up believing in like a young earth and stuff like that? Because I did not grow up that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, define grow up. Like at ever hold that thought in your mind that like dinosaurs weren't real. Uh, No, not over there. But like... But young Earth people don't believe dinosaurs aren't real. What do they believe about dinosaurs? They walked the Earth around the same time as Adam and Eve. I mean, you can't deny that there were dinosaurs on Earth. You just have to deny when they were. Yeah. Oh. Because carbon... The, 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 okay, so... Now we're going to get into an apologetic for young Earthers. I'm going to defend young Eartherism for a second. Because <laughs> the, one, of their, one of their main complaints is... Uh, Carbon dating, the carbon-14. So we know the half-life of carbon-14. And Caleb, start fact-checking this. 5,786 years. Um, and so you, you know we can tell... the top of your head. We can tell by the amount of carbon in the substance about how old it is. There mm -hmm. are two major problems with carbon dating. So the first one is, we assume that 5,786 years is the half-life of carbon forever. And that is an assumption that we're making. So one and two, we're also making the assumption that the amount of carbon 14 hasn't changed. No, Matt, you're you're now you're now into the area of criticisms that they give. That's wrong. We know that the levels of C14 have changed and we account for those changes by looking at tree rings. Right. But we can only account. Also, the half life of C14 is 5730 years. Man, I was off by a factor of 1%. I was pretty close though, right, Mike? You I, I 
Dude, that's better than I. I knew it was like somewhere in the four to six thousand years. <laughs> Five thousand seven hundred thirty. My apologies to all the science nerds out there. But Caleb, we can't. But you can't go. You can't say that the level of carbon fourteen from two million years ago, because of the truth. Well, yes, we can measure it within the past. 500 years but matt nobody tries to use radiocarbon data dating any longer than sixty thousand years ago sure because radiocarbon dating isn't accurate beyond that right we can check how we can check histories back that far by taking samples of ice cores so but then so now you're talking about dating the dinosaurs and we do that generally with geological information right and argon argon dating and other things so in the way that half-lives work is again you assume a certain like there's there's a lot that goes into it and so the young earth position has i will never say that it's absolutely false i could never go that far well because there's no such thing as truth or false but like i'm always going to be like five percent i mean it's possible i just don't think it's likely and the data does not hold that it is the the best answer for the evidence we have. Because in order for it to be the best answer for the evidence we have, you have to refute a whole bunch of different things. So I've just talked about like two or three that could be problematic, but there are so many more things that could be problematic to the to young earth creationism. So that that's an important thing to the young earth creationists aren't necessarily crazy. Uh necessarily, Caleb, necessarily. The position isn't necessarily crazy. Okay, fair. But <laughs> I feel like I've never met really a moderate young Earth person. Well, they, they do exist. But the, the problem is it devolves. I would love to meet you. When it devolves into you have to believe young Earth for the Bible to be true, that is a line too far for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that that's very much. I mean, so I wanted to be a paleontologist when I was a kid. And I remember a person in my my Lutheran church growing up was like, it's funny that that job exists because the dinosaurs weren't real. And so that's the context for young earth that I have is young earth isn't real or young earth is the way it is. And dinosaurs were false. Um, And so I was like, well, that's interesting because I don't know much because, you know, I'm nine, but I'm pretty sure we have like a fairly accurate idea of like, that some sort of large creature lived a couple million years ago. So that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that one of the things that we should talk about, if we're going to talk about young earth creationism is which creation account are we talking about? Which, which creation account in the Bible? There's no such thing as a distinction. There's one creation account. Don't you know? I mean, if you're a young earth creationist, there's one creation account. Yeah. There is one creation account. Right, but they I've never got a young earth creationist to explain to me the ordering of Genesis 1 versus Genesis 2. Because in Genesis 1... Uh, Genesis 2 happens in day 6. Okay, so in Genesis 1, on... What day is it? Day 3, the land produces vegetation. Seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, etc. Right? That's day three. And then it's not until day six that people are made. And animals. Okay. Are we tracking? Track-a-lacking. 
Okay, good. Also, humans were made last, right? Yeah. Humans are made last. In Genesis 1. Right. They're the culmination of creation, as it were. Which may or may not mean anything specific. I don't know. And then we get to Genesis chapter 2, verse 5, which says, Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden. So that's day five or, or four or three or whatever, and day six. So day six happens where God forms the man, and then he plants a garden on day three. Correct. Yeah. I don't understand the problem. No, he, he plants a garden on day three, and then he makes the man on day six. No, no, no. We, we just read it. Ma- Mike, again, God makes the man, yeah, and then he plants a garden. Right, so he makes the man on day six, and then on day three, he plants the garden. I don't understand the problem you're having. So God time travels to a previous day in the cre- in the Genesis two account. Yes, right. They just got some of the dates mixed up. Are you are you not okay with God time traveling? I mean, I'm perfectly fine with God time traveling. I just don't think that's what the narrative is saying in either place. You know what, Caleb? I, I understand. I understand that problem. You just don't have enough faith. <laughs> I, I don't have enough faith to believe that God was time traveling three days, six days into the creation project. That brings up another question: Is God is God temporal or atemporal? <laughs> atemporal. Does in Genesis does uh does does the an- do the animals come after man or before man? Before man in Genesis one. Sorry, in, Gen- in two. In Genesis two, I believe they come after because part of it, part of the Genesis two narrative is God searching for the helper for man to not be alone. No, Genesis two, God doesn't make animals. It says now the yeah, Lord does, God had he? formed out of the ground. Oh, no, God had already made them in Genesis two. Oh, okay. Adam names them to find a suitable helper. Right, right. But no suitable help- helper is found. Okay. In Genesis two, God had already made all the wild animals. Right. So that lines up perfectly. Right. How many days? Well, oh, Genesis two doesn't mention any days. Did he make? Did he make the animals on on Genesis on day six or day three? Oh, he makes the animals on day six. Hold on, I shall return. Do you not have this mental map memorized? <laughs> this is one of the mo- more disjointed podcasts that we've done. I love this podcast. Last week we had Bob Smetana on and it was just fantastic and we were all organized and we knew what we were going to talk about beforehand. And this week, Matt's late, Rebecca's Rebecca's on time and it leaves in the middle of it. And then it's like, we're not going to talk about this because nobody else wants to talk about this. Bob, if you're for some reason listening to this podcast, we put on our Sunday best for you. No, we didn't. I wasn't. I didn't do that much more work. Like, I have 13 articles and government websites pulled up to talk about inflation and wages and all of those things. No one wants to talk about the economy. Like, I've, I'm fully ready to do a deep dive into what's happening with inflation, why we shouldn't be worried about it, why it's a good thing. Inflation is a myth. Inflation is bad, but it's a myth. It's not a myth. It's real. And people are just getting lazy and not wanting to pay for things. That's it. That's the economy. The economy is fake. It's a whole hot mess. Okay, did y'all get serious yet? No. The economy is fake. 
No, so Matt, I just don't understand how you don't have memorized all of Genesis 1. Like, it's easy to memorize the order of things. Oh, no, I I meant, so in Genesis 2, the trees are made on day 3. No, the Genesis 2 doesn't have days mentioned. It's just... But they're the same account, so... Man is made, and then the trees. Right, so man is made on day 6, the trees are made on day 3. So are the pl- animals made after the plants on day 6 again? Or are they made with man on day six before the trees on day three in, in Genesis two? I think they're made after. So so it's it's Genesis six. It's day six, day three, day six. It's a day three sandwich. It's a day three sandwich. I mean, but like late afternoon, day six, day three, early morning, day six. That's the sandwich. No, 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 no. Because because again, Genesis two doesn't describe the creation of animals. So we can't say that he's jumping back to day six. No, but it's the same. It's no, but it's the same story. But it ha- no, it has to be day six because the f- the previous the previous it has to be the same creation account. No, 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 because he's not making the animals. We don't know when Adam named all of the animals. That could have been on a different day. But God still created the animals. Right. They, he created them on day six. Right. But that's in Genesis one. Again, Genesis two doesn't have a creation of animals. Well, they they had to be created though. Yes, it says that they'd been created. Thank goodness Rachel is back. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm confused by, like, you're not even doing a good job of making a young earth creationist argument, Matt. Wait, so what are we talking about? I don't, under- I don't understand your problem here. So on... We're talking about young young earth and creationism. <laughs> In Genesis 1, we know it is uh, day and light, right? Then it's uh, sky and land. And then it is trees on day three. Trees on day three. And then day five, day four is filling of the sky. Oh, that's right. Sun and moon. Right. Sun and moon filling the sky with functionaries. Right. Day five is filling the sky and the water. And day six is filling the, the land. Right? Right. So then we go to Genesis 2. Uh-huh. And we see day six happen. And then we see day three happen, and then we see day six happen. Okay, I'm with you, except the second day six we don't see happen. But it has to have happened. But you're assuming that this is a you're assuming this is a second account. No, it's just it's just it's already happened, so they don't even have to say it again. It's just they travel back to day three right after day six. But it's a three sandwich and a continuous narrative. Right. Yeah, it's one creation story. Same page. Are we arguing for or against young Earth creationism? Let me just make clear. That that is illogical. <laughs> we don't even know what we're talking about at this point. Let it be made clear that logic is irrelevant and part of Satanism. So, so we've we've talked about the internal inconsistencies of Genesis one and two for way too long. <laughs> uh, and so there's this internal inconsistency here, which which leads me to believe that maybe Genesis one and two are describing different aspects of creation since Wait, since what? they conflict with the yeah they're describing different, different aspects. aspects yeah yeah and so since but you they can only have one story since they conflict with each other and both are true it should tell us that there might be some other cosmology which is also true this is how you know caleb's not a real inerrantist <laughs> wait what do you mean no, Caleb is a real inerrantist. Sorry, because both of them are true. They have to be true. 
Oh yes, yes, I'm I'm definitely a real inerrantist, just not that <laughs> that's in the Chicago statement. Can I be real honest? I don't understand inerrancy. We need to do a deep dive into inerrancy. People who believe the Chicago statement does don't understand it. I've like read papers about it and I I just I do not understand it. I've tried. I don't get it. Let's have a real conversation after our goofiness. Sound good? Okay. Good, because I've tried, and then you've just went back to goofiness. It's time for... It's a Goofy Friday. It's time for Reality with Matt, sponsored by Caleb. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So... I hate this reality. The truth is, there are at least two creation accounts in Genesis. And I don't want to use the word Caleb used. I think they are telling the story in two different ways for two different points because you don't tell stories to tell what happened. You tell stories to make a point. Well, they're mythology that's telling us about us. You're telling, you're, you're telling stories to make a point and the point in the first story, but mythologies are fake, right? Shut up, Mike. No, They're all untruths. The point in the first story is that God is creating his cosmic temple. He is creating space in days one, two, and three. He's filling them in day four, five, and six. In day six, he places his image in the temple, which is the culminating event in temple making. And then in day seven, he inhabits his temple. Yes. So that's what's going on in that creation account. There's no sense, according to John Walton in his studies, that anything is quote-unquote made in Genesis 1. This does not negate an ex nihilo creation. It just says that Genesis 1 does not intend to say that creation is making. The creation here is giving it a function. So, for example, I have this brand new camera that I just got. Well, not new. It's got it's a it's a remade, but I have this camera. Is this a camera? Did someone make this? Yes. Does this does this camera work right now? No. No. Yes. It does not. Right? It does not work right now. It doesn't? There is no battery, no SD card, and no lens. So it is not a camera because it is not does not have a function. Right. So in the ancient Near East mythology, this camera does not exist because it does not have a function. So for this to become a camera, it needs all the pieces to become a camera. It needs a lens, a battery, and an SD card. If you give it those things, it becomes a camera because you can use it. But until then, it's not a camera. It's a paperweight. Exactly. And that is what John Walton would say is happening in the ancient Near East context of Genesis 1. And he has examples. Go ahead, Rebecca. So can I just say that when I did my first sermon on Genesis 1 and when when we did our Genesis series, I talked exactly about this, except I used the example of glitter and slinkies to talk about function versus (laughs) to talk about what existence actually means. So basically, she used examples of the demon's tools to talk about this. What the hell is the function of glitter? (laughs) It has none. To cause pain. To cause discomfort. (laughs) It makes you happy. I think that there's a function of glitter. I will say, I love sparkles. I don't love glitter. Glitter is little shards of glass. They get everywhere and are impossible to clean up. And somehow it ends up in your eye 
all every time. That has never happened to me. I feel like that's more of a mic problem. Yeah, I was gonna say that that might be a mic problem. I've never had glitter in your eye. Listen, you when you get that close to the dancers, it happens. Uh- <laughs> okay, so in Genesis two, both of you to assume I can afford that close. <laughs> We need to move on because I have to leave in a little bit. In Genesis 2, the conversation is about, it's no longer about the same ordering of a cosmic temple. It's now about creating the garden and the priest that will inhabit that garden. So it's important to note here that for many people, the way that Genesis 2 functions is that it exists as a continuation of the previous account. And that's not the best way to read it. The best way to read it is as a separate account telling a new story. Right. As as we've discussed, if you try to read it as a continuous account, you get logical inconsistencies. It just doesn't work. And that's just one of them. So as, as we read that, there is a requirement to look at the text and say, what is this trying to say? And what is it not trying to say? Because... It never says that Adam and Eve are the first hominids. It just says that Adam was formed out of the dust, right? And so he could be the first homo sapien, but that does not make him the first hominid. And that Eve is created from Adam and the common parlance is a rib. It, it's probably not the best way to use that. It's probably more of Adam was split in two and now we've got two pieces. And it's in a dream. It's in a dream. There's a lot going on there. And then when we look at Genesis uh, 4, which is a continuation of the same story. So 1 starts, and then we start a new story in 2. 2, 3, and 4 are a continuation of the same story. When Cain leaves, so all that we know of right now of the, the royal priesthood family is Adam, Eve, Abel, and Cain. And when Cain leaves, he goes to a... He goes to a land and makes a city. A city, yeah. He doesn't go to a city, he makes a city. He makes a city. How do you make a city? By having people. You declare it. But yeah, you declare city. I didn't just say it. I declared it. So you can't just declare city. You have to just like this camera is not a camera. You can't have a city without people. And so once the people that that implies that there are people already around. Yeah. So in this case, Adam and Eve cannot have been the first and only hominids because there are others. Now, there are other ways you can talk about that. But the what makes the most sense is that Adam and Eve were a special creation to be God's priest in his divine temple garden. Yeah. So all of that being said, what does the Bible not talk about? It doesn't talk about evolution. It doesn't care. Right. Right? It, it neither confirms nor denies that there's an evolutionary process. It does not talk about the origins of the universe. Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the spirit of God hovered over the waters of the deep. There is something there already. Genesis 1 is not a full creation account. He is taking what's already there and ordering it. Mm -hmm. So Genesis 1 in and of itself is not a a, a way to say ex nihilo creation happened. We can look at other places and say that does seem as if God created everything that exists, like with John and Paul later. But that is not what Genesis 1 is saying, which means that there was something there already. And that God created order from the chaos. So this leaves an opening for a big bang to have happened. And for God to have slowly let these things happen. And finally, when you look at the days of the, uh, the, 
the Genesis one account, day one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, it's the same pattern we see in Second Chronicles for the creation of the temple. And we know that Genesis had its final form happen at this around the same time that Chronicles was written. So there's already a story being told about the temple and the seven days of creation of of dedication even of the temple in Jerusalem. And so Genesis matches those seven days. So you're telling me that Moses didn't write Genesis on Mount Sinai. I'm pretty sure that's blasphemous. He might have written down some of it, but the final form does not seem to have taken place until later. Well, the Chicago statement would tell me that the final form doesn't matter because it's only the original manuscripts that count. Well, that's going to be a problem. So then would it be safe to assume that if you read Genesis, really, the first 11 chapters of Genesis? I'm just going to stop you there, Mike. It's, it's never safe to assume. <laughs> Especially when you're Mike. No suicide here. Uh, so should how should we then we we interact with scripture and science then? Because doesn't one influence the other? Like, can't you? Don't you have to believe what the Bible says over science? Genesis is telling us who. It isn't telling us how. So you can do whatever science you want, and that's fine, because. Who it is, is what scripture is telling us. It's not telling us how. It's telling us why. It's not telling us what. And, and not only that, it's important to note that we, as Christians, we believe in things, right? We believe that Jesus is the truth, that God is truth, mm-hmm. and that we believe the truth, right? We believe it is true that the resurrection happened. We believe that what the Bible says is true about God and who he is. We believe that those things are true, and therefore... We also know that science and the scientific method is in search of truth. Mm -hmm. So if we believe those two things, then they cannot be in opposition. It means that we have to hate science and whatever scientists say, we have to ignore. Got it. Because, Because the search for truth exists in both religion and science, right? But religion is not answering scientific questions. My study of Acts is not designed to confirm or disprove the Higgs boson particle, right? I'm sorry, the what? Yeah, my study of Galatians is not going to tell us whether gravitational waves move at the speed of light or not, right? Those are different questions than what I'm looking for in the text. So, like, we, we know that these things are the way they are. And because we observe them, unless we are going full postmodern and saying there is no truth at all, we have to believe that science and Christianity can and do coexist in spaces of truth. Is that full postmodern, Matt? I think full postmodern would would say that they're separate. I think that's going well beyond postmodern philosophers, but... I mean, maybe, but, but they're... Even during the time when scientists were being persecuted and executed by the Catholic Church for suggesting that the solar system revolves around the sun and not around Earth, we're advocating for uh, a unified approach that like, we could have both science and faith. I mean, they were also saying that the, the, post, the Pope was uh, demonic and the institution of Satan. So 
Well, I mean, to a certain extent, some of them were. Not all of them, because there were some Catholic scientists that were... Oh, everybody was... If you were Christian, you were Catholic. I know. Like that great guy Galileo. All I'm saying is we're trying to say this is a postmodern idea of separating or like working faith and science together, but it's not really when there were... Oh, no, no. The thing that Matt said was postmodern was saying that there's not truth. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I thought we were going back on that. Yeah, no. And I was I was saying that's a step further than I think most modernists go. That might be true. Truth exists. It's just very subjective. I would say that if truth is out there. At a certain point, if truth exists and is subjective, then truth doesn't exist. But right. Which I don't think that truth is subjective. I think expressions of truth are subjective. I, I think experience is suggestive or suggestive. Experience is subjective. Which I guess makes me like three quarters postmodern. Whoa. <laughs> That was a interesting slip. Okay. I don't know. I don't want to know about your suggestive truth. All right. Let's let's move on here. Um, we've talked long enough. So we're listen. The truth is, we're not as concerned about the tweet, honestly, as we are the audio. Yes. So Rebecca hasn't heard this. No, she hasn't. It's so good. Wait, oh no, so I need to listen to this? Yeah. We need you to read the tweet first and then and then listen to it. Okay. Here comes the tweet. Fernick could stand up there and say, Samawanga snarf blat. And people would be like, hmm, yeah, that's right. Wow. He's what we called in the army a soup sandwich but the people get, who get lured, lured into his That's teaching why they had to take face the, uh, old town road off of the uh, billboard oh, charts okay. on country music because it was too different they couldn't they couldn't find a category for it and they said it's not country enough but it's not rap enough and we don't know what it is it's different that's why they crucified jesus <laughs> listen to it again that's why they had a crucified jesus he just compared old town road coming off of the country charts to the crucifixion of jesus hey it takes skill what the furtick (laughs) (laughs) well played rebecca well played (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know what i don't know what happened here but it, it went live like right as we were recording last week Oh, so you guys, I don't know if you can see this, but Nate heard me talking about the spelling bee and then (laughs) spelling bee. Good job, honey. (laughs) He's working from home. So he heard me. That man is your husband. Rebecca, we know he's working from home. Oh, we are so aware. Oh, we know. We are well aware. I can't wait for you to listen to the podcast. (laughs) The Bob Smetana one or this one? No, this no, one. No, I don't know how I'm going to cut that to keep it in there, but we have to keep the Nate part in there. Did Nate come in here? In a way. Oh, you know what? I never saw Nate. I never saw Nate. Oh, no. Correct? No, did y'all ever see Nate? I, know, I never saw Nate. Never saw Nate's face. Never saw Nate's face. I think I did for a little bit when he was first starting out. Oh, okay. Well, I never saw his face. I was too busy, worried. 
Well, I'll let Rebecca listen to that. (laughs) Let's just say Nate didn't do anything inappropriate. He didn't do anything inappropriate. Okay. It's completely appropriate. It was great, but it was not inappropriate. So yeah, Stephen Furtick. I don't understand what he's saying about Old Town Road. Well, it's like what they did with Jesus. I think that what he's trying to say to be slightly diplomatic is that Jesus was crucified because he was different than the religious teachers of his day. And so we don't like things that don't fit into our little boxes. I think that's what he's trying to say, but it's not what he said. And that's, that's, I just want to, I just want to throw this out there just in case you are confused, dear listener. That's, that's not why he was killed. That's not why they crucified Jesus. Because he was perfectly within the Pharisaical tradition. Yeah, it turns out when you come into Jerusalem and let people say Hosanna to the son of David as uh, a triumphal entry, that's that's why they kill you, because you claim to be the king. Yeah, that's 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 entirely why. It's it's not Wait, are you are you saying that it was bad to uh, claim to be a king back in the day? Uh, no, only if you wanted to not be killed. Oh, so if I wanted to be killed. <laughs> if your goal is to die for the sins of your people, it's probably the best thing you could do. Oh, okay. Because you have the king there, you have Herod, and then you also have Caesar, and it's like, Jesus is, uh... His, his representative, who just so happened to be in town from, uh, from where he normally did not live. So it's, it's just not a great time and place. To try to usurp uh, the the earthly leaders. No, Caleb, I disagree. I think it's the perfect time and place to usurp because it wasn't just one person who tried it. You know what? I agree. It's the perfect place if your goal is to die. Yes. Okay. So speaking of, I'll say, does that does that get rid of taxes too, or debt? Because I might claim to be king to get rid of debt. Speaking of death, it's not. No, we're America. We don't have kings. Well, I was going to transition us. That was your cue to put in transition music. <laughs> Our new story, we have not talked at all. We haven't talked much about the Duggar family. I thought, didn't we do a news on it one time? I don't think we did. I feel like we talked about doing it and I said, I don't want to do that because that's just sad. Yeah. I still don't want to do this. I know, but it's super relevant to the news right now. <laughs> and hopefully justice has been served ish. And I'm not sure that true. No, not true. We should probably tell people what happened. Uh, they probably already know, but here's what happened. Uh, the Duggars are a reality TV family that are part of the what's IBLP. What's the acronym for their like church sect of craziness? Um, I'll have to look that up really quick. Um, they're the quiverful people. Yeah, where they believe in having lots of kids. The what? The quiverful people. Quiverful. Yeah, quiverful of kids, like based. Um. Right. Yeah. IBLP. International Baptist Silliness. Instituted in Basic Life Principles, non-denominational Christian organization that serves in an umbrella organization for several. Um ministries what a creative name giving the world a new approach to life also just a hint culty can can i just say i just google searched quiverful people and i i found iblp yeah 
<laughs> they really need a new website. Um, also. So, uh, the Duggars have lots of kids, and they're supposed to... The women are told that they have to stay under the, the authority of men. Any man, whether it's their dad or their husband or a brother, they have to be under the authority of a man. So, Josh Duggar, what was back in 2014... News broke that he confessed to molesting several of his sisters along with, like, a family friend. Um, and then his name was found on Madison. What's Ashley Madison? Like, an affair website? It's an affair website, yeah. And then uh, then last year, he was or earlier this year. Actually, the trial moved pretty fast. Like, he was arrested in May. And... Like, the trial's already over, and he's convicted. Um, where they found uh, child sexual abuse um, image, images and media on his devices at his work, where he had partitioned his computer and saved um, these downloaded images, too. Uh, and so that got that alerted the, um, essentially, the internet. I don't know how that all works, about how it, like, tr- it, like triggers... Um, I don't know, like alarm bells to investigating officers of like tracing um, IP addresses that download um, child pornography. I don't know how that works. I don't really want to know. And uh, the FBI doesn't want you to know because if you knew, you could avoid it. So he he did bad things. He was caught. He's going to jail. Um, and I think that the only reason that we care about it is because the Duggars did a reality TV show um, about all of the things. Yeah, I mean, this this isn't this would not be news if they didn't have a reality TV show, which is a, probably a problem. But it wouldn't be news. It wouldn't be news, but the fact of it drawing attention to, uh, unfortunately, well, or, un- or fortunately, unfortunately, of it drawing attention to this kind of like toxic theology that there might not be that many people that are like sucked into this cult but it's but the but the print but the ideas surrounding it's like an extreme version of complementarianism and and it's pervasive like while while people like in our fellowship might not hold to the rigidity that the iblp teaches certain things they certainly do hold to some of those ideas and principles and so um, while this is kind of a fringe extremist group, um, it's it is present, and we're seeing a lot of people who have come out of those kind of um, churches and cultures and cults, like speaking out and speaking up on it. But I don't think that what Josh Duggar did is necessarily because of the extreme complementarianism. Like I I don't think that extreme complementarianism leads people to look up and download videos of child sexual abuse. Like there's other things going on here right? beyond just that, that have caused this behavior. Right. So I, I think that that's like, are there problems with that sort of hyper complementarian theology? Yes. Is it unbiblical? Yes. Is that the cause of this? I don't think so. I think that there's other things going on here. I don't think you could say it's the cause, but I also think you can equally say it's a contributing factor. I think that it uh, permits it to go on um, to a point where it escalates further. Like when, whenever, I mean, 
I don't know. I don't, I've kind of zoned out a little bit because this whole story is super sad to me. But when you have an allegation against him when he's a kid that he admits to, mm-hmm. right? That's that's a problem. Mm-hmm. When you have his wife complaining, that's a problem. When you have, I don't think this is the first time he's had the Ashley Madison thing. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. And now that it, this isn't like. Because of the, the theology, it allowed it to get to this point. Right. But it, it, it's not what caused it. And so I think that we need to make clear to differentiate that. And I'm not saying that that thought process, that theology is good or appropriate, but it's not, it's not making somebody download pictures of little girls. Yeah. Although it does create such a... Uh, such a low view of women that, like, maybe it plays into that. Well, I think it does, right? There's this there's, there's new story, which I think we might have talked about, where, well, he was out on bail. Right. Of, like, the people who, like, inside of that, like, the lady didn't want to have him in his house. And she had had to keep him up because of their toxic theology. I think if we talked about the story... We talked about that aspect and didn't really talk about the charges. We talked about that him staying, um, yeah, about him staying with the family and the wife not being comfortable. Yeah, and that was in episode... Insert here. Episode 38. But it's it's sad um, because he's hurt real people in this process. He's He'll be in jail for a while now. It'll be interesting to see how they actually sentence him. I mean, I hope he actually gets a decent sentence. I know there's minimums, but at the same time, we all know how that works or doesn't work sometimes. Yeah, it's up to 20 years for each conviction. Yeah. So we'll find out in a few months. We probably won't talk about it on here because, again, the whole thing is sad. And I I feel like, I don't know, it's just I don't want to talk about it. That's not how this works. You can keep up with it in your own news feeds. This is how it works. We can skip things because they're just sad and don't really have any impact on us. And that's, I mean, honestly, I don't know about you guys, but it's not even that it's sad and have an impact. It's that, it, for me, it's it's sad and it, like, has an impact, right? Like, I have a child. And that's terrifying. Yeah. And I don't want to know if someone my child's age is on his laptop. Or my infant's age. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, again, it's, it's, it's just rough. Reasons why, uh, when it comes up in the news again, and there's a, uh, how long you'll be sentenced for, we're probably not going to talk about it. And who knows how long he'll be sentenced, right? Like, there's no telling. Yeah. Could be the rest of his life. Yeah. Could be a decade. Nobody knows. I, I really hope. Man, I hope Anna can get out. I don't think she will because she's so dependent financially now, especially now on the parents. But Well, and I, I think that's one of the things that just the web of this kind of goes. It's it's not just him and the victims. It's right. him, his wife, his siblings, his parents, and whether or not they realize they're a victim or a, um enabler of this one way like you know and sometimes maybe both which is just shows the sickness of 
what can happen when there's this much toxic theology, especially about this. Well, and like the, um, there's a TikToker that has been just following giving updates and she responded to someone kind of asking the question, how much did Anna know before she married Josh? Like, did they tell her about like his confessions as a young boy? Did he tell her? Um, and probably not, um, probably nothing until it had to come out. Um, but because Joanna, one of the younger girls who was abused but didn't know it or didn't realize to the full extent, found out in the, the courtroom. Yeah. Like, what'd you say, Matt? Sorry, I didn't hear it. Didn't have the language for it necessarily. Yeah. Like, she found out in the courtroom that she was essentially one of his victims. So... Anna certainly wouldn't have been told what he had done either. Just ugh. No, and when you have when you have that uh, hyper male patriarchal idea ideology, why would she know? Right, she didn't need to know. All she need, yep. All she needs to know is to make babies and stay under his umbrella. Exactly, and Hello. he gets to decide what comes out. Hey, hey. All right, so. Why this, we can't have nice this, this podcast episode is a hot mess. We have recorded for an hour and 30 minutes, and... God bless this mess. That's it? That actually is not very long. It's because we took forever to start recording, because Matt was gone, and then I was on the phone, and then Matt was back, and then I was gone. It was just a hot... It is. Hot Mess Express, and Nate did something inappropriate. I don't know. There was, you didn't do anything inappropriate. inappropriate. Nothing was inappropriate. Nothing is inappropriate. <laughs> it's really fun how all four of you look really indignant. <laughs> like, because Nate's standing right here in the doorway and is like, "We do not want you to besmirch the mighty name of Nate." I will not besmirch the besmirch the mighty name of Nate. And two, we don't want Nate to think that we are the ones who are saying you did things inappropriate. So I'm not besmirching Nate's name. I'm just assuming you guys did something inappropriate. It was completely appropriate. Yeah. <sighs> Matt and Mike didn't even notice for a long time. Yeah, it took us a while. It really did. We're kind of slow on the uptake sometimes. That's how much I pay attention to Rebecca's screen. Now I really, I really, now I really wish we had, um... A video? A video, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Barely Save podcast. Make sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app. You can find more episodes, links, and show notes and merch at barelysavepodcast.com. All right. Well, I need to go to work. This will be fun to listen back to. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fun. Caleb's going to go to work, 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 work. <laughs>